0: Hello everybody and thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dorney's Vinyl. We finally got this podcast to be weekly again after a two podcast a month, two podcast a week month of December. So we're finally back to our weekly schedule and today we've got an album podcast, an album review podcast. Today I'll be talking about Steve Miller Band's album Fly Like an Eagle. Before I get into that, uh, thank you guys for listening, um, and if you aren't already, please subscribe to me, either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, however else you listen to podcasts, uh, so please do that, and like this podcast, and share it with your friends if you enjoyed it, and this this is an album that you like. Uh, also, you can follow me on Instagram, at Dorney's Vinyl. And I usually just post update, I post updates about my podcast. And now that we're into January, I am posting matchups for the Season 4 album um, lineup. So if Season 3 is already scheduled, but Season 4, you guys can choose what albums you want to hear in Season 4. Uh, so look for that on my Instagram. It should already have been started, and we should be uh, close to getting into kind of the... the the meat of it. All right, so getting into today for Steve Miller band. So the Steve Miller band formed in San Francisco in 1966 and it's obviously led by Steve Miller. The other founding members for the band were Lonnie Turner, Tim Davis, and Jim Peterman. The band has been active since 1966, but they have seen 33 different members. I think that's a lot um, a lot of turnover in the Steve Miller band, obviously, the one person that has stayed the whole time, is Steve Miller. Altogether, the band has sold 60 million records and 24 million records in the United States alone. The Steve Miller Band was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2016, 2016, and they also have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. They have released 18 studio albums and 30 singles. On the U.S. Billboard 200, they have top 10 top 40 albums and four top three albums. On the UK album chart, they have only three top twenty albums and one top ten. On the US Hot 100, they have nine top forty singles, five top ten, and three number one hits. And on the UK singles chart, they had three top forty hits and only and and I, I guess one number one. Not only one number one, because a lot of artists don't even have a number one hit. So now the album, Fly Like an Eagle is Steve Miller Band's ninth studio album that was released May 20th, 1976. So Steve Miller Band, so they were coming off their first commercially successful album, and the band recorded the album and released it three years later after that album in May 1976. It peaked at number three in the U.S. and number 11 in the U.K. Reviews of the album were almost entirely favorable. Stephen Thomas Erlewine, of AllMusic, gave it four and a half out of five stars, saying, quote, the key is focused. The key is focus, even on an album as stylishly, self-consciously trippy as this, since the focus brings about his his strongest set of songs, both originals and covers, plus a detailed, atmospheric production where everything fits. End quote. The personnel on the album: so the Steve Miller Band consisted of Steve Miller doing vocals, guitar, keyboards, sitar. ARP Odyssey synthesizer on tracks 1 and 2 and he was also the producer. Lonnie Turner is the bass guitar on all tracks except track 12 and Gary Malabar did the drums on all tracks except for track 12. And then the additional personnel were James Cotton on the harmonica on track 11, Curly Cook in guitar track 12, Les Dudek guitar on track 12. Charles Calamize, the bass guitar, on track 12. Kenny Johnson, the drums, on track 12. Joe D'Andrea, percussion, on track 12. John McPhee, Dobro, on track 5. And that's McPhee, not McVee, And Joachim Young, the B3 organ, on tracks 1 and 2. So now the track listing. So track 1 is Space Intro. It was written by Steve Miller and it's, it just, it's pretty much just a 75-second instrumental. Track two is Fly Like an Eagle. This was also written by Miller. It was released as the third single off the album in 1976, and it peaked at number two in the U.S. The band first performed the song while performing at New York City's Felt Forum in 1973 on a bill with the Marshall Tucker Band, Buddy Guy, and Junior Wells. Of the song, Billboard magazine called it, quote, uncharacteristically thoughtful, but rivetingly attention-grabbing, end quote. And then in, 19, in 1996, Seal covered the song for the film Space Jam, and his version peaked in the top 10 in the U.S. Great movie. Featuring Michael Jordan. So track number three is Wild Mountain Honey, that was written by Steve McCarty. Track four is Serenade. Written by Miller and Chris McCarty. Track 5 is Dance, Dance, Dance. This was written by Miller, Joseph Cooper, and Brenda Cooper. Jay Cridlin of the Tampa Bay Times called the song, quote, the best John Denver song John Denver never recorded, end quote. And I don't know if this is a big deal or not, but I actually don't really know who John Denver is. I know he's popular, but I, I couldn't tell you if it's the best John Denver song John Denver never recorded. Track six is Mercury Blues. It was written by Casey Douglas and Bob Geddens. It was first recorded by Douglas in 1948. Ah, that's an old song. And was originally titled Mercury Boogie. The Steve Miller Band originally covered the song in 1967 at the Monterey International Pop Festival. Festival, excuse me. But this was the album version was almost 10 years later then. Track seven is Take the Money and Run. So this was written by Miller. It was released as the first single off of this album, and it peaked at number 11 in the U.S. So Miller said that he wrote the song as a road trip song. Uh, He drew inspiration for the song from his childhood because he would listen to the radio while he went on long road trips with his family. And then also about the song, Miller said, quote, It's a goofy tune, a Bonnie and Clyde thing. I sort of left that one up to the record company. And they said, stop that one. It's a hit single. Like they always do, I gave up on singles a long time ago. End quote. And then in 2001, this song became the first song that Miller allowed allowed to be sampled by a rap group. And the rap group that sampled this song was Run DMC. Track 8 is Rockin' Me. It was written by Miller. It was released as the second single off the album and it peaked at number one in the U.S. and number 11 in the U.K. So Miller said that parts of the song, particularly the introduction of the song, was an homage to the British, group's, the British group Freeze song, All Right Now. Miller also said that he wrote the song to compete with Pink Floyd in Nebworth in June 1975, saying, quote, I had thought about the gig and I knew the way it was going to work was... I was going to play just before Pink Floyd. And then a little bit later, I went, you know, I'm going to kick those guys in the butt. So what I did was I wrote Rockin' Me as a song to play at the festival to just get it going, end quote. And Billboard Magazine described the song as a, quote, catchy and highly humorous mid-tempo rocker. And Billboard Magazine also said that the melody sounded like the Beach Boys and the Eagles. Track nine is You Send Me. It was written by Sam Cooke. So Cooke originally recorded the song in 1957. His version peaked at number one in the U.S. and number 29 in the U.K. And Miller's version of the song features a brief sample of Cheech and Chong's comedy routine, Championship Wrestling, which was inserted like in the first verse and after the first verse. Track 10 is Blue Odyssey, which was written by Miller track 11 Sweet Marie which was also written by Miller and then track 12 was Is the Window which was also which was written by Miller and Joseph Cooper So that is more of the informational part of this podcast of Steve Miller Band's Fly Like an Eagle I will take a short little break here and when we come back I will talk about my song ranking and I'll give you my album scores and my album rating so stay tuned for that Right, so I am back after that short little break, and I am here to do my song ranking, my song opinions, and my album ranking. So before I even get into that, a little disclaimer, and I probably say this disclaimer every time, I don't know music that well. I don't know like scales and all that. Most of the time when I just talk music, I'm just trying to do my best at describing things. Um, but music is just fun. I like talking about it. I like learning about new albums. That's why I do these podcasts. But anyway, so number 12, I have Blue Odyssey. So, um, and again, before I even... And another second disclaimer. Disclaimer number two before I continue. I listened to the albums from track 1 to track 12. So a lot of my notes um, are based off of the track order. So that's just a heads up. So at number 12, I have Blue Odyssey. Um, So I said the synth finally returned on track uh, 10. And it sounded like a, a lot like space intro, and to me it just sounded like it was being used as filler. And then at number eleven, I have space intro, so it, I liked it, it. It had a very unique space, spacey, futuristic feel to it. Um, and then it kind of like the way it was played. Excuse me. It kind of just sounded like the scales um, being done on a synthesizer at first. So, that was my number, um, my number 11. At number 10, I have You Send Me. Uh, he has very upfront vocals. Um, I really, I, I just don't think that the song fits Miller's tone at all. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I think You Send Me is a great song. It's, it's a classic, obviously. I think it was rated, like... By the Rolling Stone, I think Sam Cooke's version was like one of the 500 greatest songs of all time. I kind of think it was in the 100 to 200 range. I just don't think that Steve Miller did that great of a job covering it. Uh, Sorry, Steve Miller. My favorite lyric was, and at first I thought it was infatuation, but oh, it's lasted so long that now I find myself wanting to marry you and take you home. At number nine, I have Sweet Mary. I think it's Mary. It's I thought it was uh, I thought it was Marie, but it's spelled Mary. So now, like th- this album was all over the place. Uh, it, now now the song it's like a western feel, and then you have the harmonica in there, and then there's there's really not much to this song lyrically. You have Sweet Mary. She came walking up to me. She was moving kind of slow. And I thought that the harmonica sounded really great with the guitar, but for this song, like, for the album, starting with space intro, this, like, futuristic feel, and then going into harmonica western, I don't, it just, it was a little bit strange for me. At number eight, I have The Window. So, I really, I like, I liked, I, I called it a synth guitar because it, it was kind of like a bouncy guitar, like a spacey guitar, futuristic guitar sound at the beginning with the drums. Uh, this song had a very, it had a relaxing feel and a slower tempo. Tempo, and I said, could we finally have a good conclusion song? Like, is this finally a song that I'm looking forward to end an album? And then honestly, I, th- I said that this might be Miller's best song vocally. My favorite lyric was, look through the window, tell me what do you see, a beautiful planet, peace and harmony. And then it ends, it finally, we ended it with a space intro-like instrumental. It was great, but the song didn't do much else for me, so that's why I had it at number eight. At number seven, I have Wild Mountain Honey. So I liked how this song flowed, continuously flowed from Fly Like an Eagle, and it had that kind of like wind chime, magical opening. I don't really know how else to describe it other than magical. So Miller's vocals on this song, they didn't sound incredibly great. Um, but they sounded good enough that he could still carry the song. And I thought there was a lot, there, there was actually a lot going on instrumentally in the background. And then I said per- particularly the percussion you know, I, I don't think they were bongos, but like that kind of it was that kind of drum sound where it was definitely like a hand on the drum as opposed to like the drumsticks or whatever. And then you got the chimes as well, which are a percussion, I think. My favorite lyric for this song was "You run for the money, you don't even know about wild mountain honey." And then I like how um, for this song he went more with the instrumental. It was more of like a relaxing instrumental. As opposed to a lot of other songs on there, a lot of other artists and bands that I've done uh, on their instrumentals, they're like trying to show off. The one that sticks in my mind is Boston with all those guitars. But his instrumental was more relaxing, and his instrumentals are unique. And I thought it, it just gave the album a, a unique feel to it. At number six, I have Dance, Dance, Dance. And this song, we had Western first, now this song has like a country feel to it. Uh, there was I liked how it started off kind of slow And then you had this gradual increase in tempo As the song kind of went on And I had to say that the middle verse Was probably my favorite You have I'm, I'm a hard working man I'm a son of a gun I've been working all week In the noonday sun The woods in the kitchen And the cows in the barn I'm all cleaned up And my chores are all done And then you have I thought it, I, Originally I thought it was a banjo But I guess from the, the album notes It's a sitar uh, I, that was a very interesting, uh, again, uh, this album is all over the place. It was a very interesting, uh, addition to it, but it was, it album's just all over the place. That's all I got to say about that. And number five, I have Mercury Blues. So having only heard Meatloaf's version of this song before, I was, I will say that I wasn't really a fan of Miller's tempo, but his version had like that more fifties vibe to it. His version actually sounded closer to Douglas's. I just like what Meatloaf did with it, making it upbeat. Uh, my favorite lyric was, Had my money, I tell you what I'd do. I would go downtown, buy a mercury or two, cause I'm crazy about a mercury, cruise up and down this road. And then, the the, the harmonies at the end of the song, I like them. Um, but, again, Mil- Miller's vocals on this song, they, they just, it, it didn't really just, it didn't do it for me. Um... That was kind of a theme for this album. Number four, I have "Serenade." So I liked how how this song changes the pace from from the first couple songs. The first couple songs were a little bit slower, but then "Serenade" was kind of that more upbeat. Um, I think this one was the first one that didn't really have that synthesizer. It was kind of it was just kind of the acoustic, acoustic guitar. Uh, this one I think was the first one too That I noticed that Miller was harmonizing He might have been harmonizing in the first couple songs I just didn't notice it yet Um, and then I think out of the first four songs Excuse me, this was probably The strongest song lyrically for me So far And then my favorite one was Did you see the light as they fell all around you Did you hear the music serenade From the stars And I like how he uses His woes and his um, vocals as part of the instrumental riff. On this album, there really aren't that many points where he isn't doing something vocally. Um, There's not, not as many instrumental breaks as some, like some of the other albums. A lot of them have an instrumental break, always at the two-third part. His, not really, because of his the background vocals or the harmonizing vocals in there. At number three, I have Fly Like an Eagle. I like the beginning where it's like tick, it's tick tock, tick doot doot doo doo. It's it's this song. It just has a very calming feel to it. Uh, I liked the kind of futuristic synthesizer sound that was mixed in with the guitar and the drums. Uh, my favorite lyric being "Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future." Obviously, that's the one that almost uh, I don't under, I don't know how this song isn't "Time keeps on slipping into the future," but it's "Fly like an eagle." And even though the lyrics for this song are, they're extremely repetitive. Like if you, I, 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 when I do this, I have the lyrics on my computer screen in front of me while I'm listening. Like it's, it's pretty much the same thing all on that screen. But like even, even though that, the, the instrumentals keep the song sounding fresh, and you, like it's, you don't really get tired of it. Um, and then there's... because there's also a, there's like a lot of sound effects going on in the background if you pay attention close. And then I really like how, um. There's like, it's, it's somewhat of an abrupt ending to like the lyrical part of the song. And then it gets into like the, a space conclusion, which flows into wild mountain honey. And number two, I have take the money and run. So, and, and I said, you know, me, I love story songs. Uh, I liked how there the, I liked, I liked the drums in this song. And then you have like the hand claps too, to go along with it. That was a, that was a nice touch. My favorite lyric was, they headed down to old El Paso. That's where they ran into a great big hassle. Billy Joe shot a man while robbing his castle. Bobby Sue took the money and run. This this is definitely, it's it's a Bonnie and Clyde story without Bonnie and Clyde. just changing the names for Bonnie and Clyde. And so far, so we're on track seven. This is, this is probably Miller's best song vocally so far. Uh, and then track 12 I thought was his best one. But this one so far. And then that ending instrumental before and during like the final go on and take the money and runs uh, was great. And then this song has this song does have a special um, a special part in my my life I guess. Um, at my wedding we did I don't even know what it's called but what the what the actual name is Dollar Dance I think that's what it is Dollar Dance where you pay a dollar and you dance with either me or the, the wife. Uh, this was one of the songs that we chose Because we were taking the money and we were running Not not literally for anyone that was there We did not literally do that And at number 1, Rockin' Me Obviously this one, the number 1 hit uh, Finally, I, I, and this is track 8 I said finally a song where the guitar really sticks out to me Like Steve Miller, Steve Miller Band He's a guitarist and I really didn't like feel the guitar at all I thought he would have done more with his guitar my favorite lyric was, well, I ain't superstitious, and I don't get suspicious. Just that part. Like, I'll keep that one short and sweet. That part of the song was my favorite. And then I liked Miller's vocals on this song as well. Th- like, this one, I actually liked his vocals, especially on the chorus. I thought his vocals sounded good on this one. And then, like, the ending to this song, like, it was it was too quick. It was like, it was almost like the album version of his songs were longer longer. Um, and then for, like, radio or whatever, they cut songs short so they can, like, just move on to the next one, and, and, like, it just sounded like he put his songs on the radio and then just cut them short to play the next one. I don't know. It was a bit strange to me. But great instrumentals all around. Alright, so that was my song kind of rating. So now on to my album rankings. So I'll explain it as I go. So, lyrically, uh, I rated this a 6 out of 10. So... Um, I I pointed to Serenade, Take the Money and Run, and Rockin' Me, as good songs lyrically, but his lyrics to me just weren't that strong. Vocally, also, I really didn't think he's that strong vocally, so I gave it a six and a half, uh, pointing to The Window and Rockin' Me. In Instrumentals, I gave it an eight. Uh, Okay, Instrumentals, Fly Like an Eagle, Sweet Mary, Take the Money and Run. So just from my the personal ranking, uh, Steve Miller Band's just not my cup of tea, I guess. But not a, not everybody, not all artists are everybody's cup of tea. Everyone has their own unique taste. So those three scores will be multiplied by ten when we get to the final score. The U.S. charts, uh, he scored a nine because he had a number three hit album, or it peaked at number three. The U.K. charts, he got a six because it was number eleven on the charts. In the UK. Singles, he scored 10. He got 10 out of 10, 10 points. Uh, A number one hit gets him five points. Number two got him four points. And number 11 got him two points. So he scored, he would have gotten 11 points, but he maxed out at 10. And album cover, he got a 7.5. And And I said only because of his hair. Like it's just him trying to play the guitar. But I said because of the hair, I gave him a a 7.5. So his total score ended up being a a 73.5. Not bad. But he was definitely carried by his chart positions. Um, so if he, if he gave me a little bit of a better album, he might have been in the 80 range. I don't know. But thank you guys for listening. We're, we're getting in like, we're almost near the, the midway point of this year, this season's podcast. Uh, we got a, a, a ton more, a lot more podcasts coming. Next week's podcast will be my top 10 albums that I received in 2020, either bought or got as gifts. So stay tuned for that coming up. The next album podcast will be Streets of Fire soundtrack in a couple weeks. Um, So stay tuned for that, and thank you guys for listening. Follow me on Instagram, subscribe to me on whatever you listen to podcasts, and I'll see you next week.